Um, quick uh, uh, housekeeping question. Uh-huh. Are we assuming that all of our characters have rested since we left off? Um, Meaning I can clear my spells expended? What, what exactly happened last time? Because I don't think I was there for the last one. Oh, you were there. You were well, there. Well, we ended up not doing the uh, the in betweener. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last time, the last time we we left off with um, you guys had just rescued Trixon, and that was it. That was the end. That was the end. You were there with uh, Torfados, and you were there with. Um, Garbanzaban. Garbanzaban, and you just rescued <laughs> Dwarf Trixon from the heart of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, one second. Is that better? Can you hear? It's better? I think that's better. And I'll try to mute my mic when I'm not talking to. So. Um... Yeah, so you guys had just rescued Trixon. Um, to move the story along to a point where um, where Henry's not with you guys, I'm going to say that you did you did end up going back to your homes, and uh, Carbonzoban said that uh, he would be back in touch with you at a later date um, for to give you more missions if you wanted them and more work if you if you uh, so desired. Um, but that it would be a while. Um, Trixon really didn't say much on the way back, and uh, neither did Torfados, because that's kind of their characters. So, to answer your question, Pat, yes, you, you re- you're, rested, you're rested, you wake up the next day, you feel you feel like a million bucks, you feel like you just bested a dragon. Alright, so, so we're, we're, we're going to start back in, back in our town, uh-huh. back at our homes. Back at your homes, yeah. Uh, now, I felt like I, I had a lot of questions about Trixon, based on where we found him. <laughs> okay. Uh, are those going to be answered in the uh, um, session today, or would that have been answered on our walk home? Well, in time in the cave. Trixon didn't really say much. He was kind of weak. He needed help from Torfados to get walked back to uh, back to the town of Wirt from the mines. Um, Carbonzoban. In kind of like the one time that you didn't see him say much, he really didn't say much either. Um, it was just kind of a, a brisk walk back, and anything that you did to kind of rouse any information out of them about why he was being, you know, uh, detained or what had actually happened, uh, just didn't really. It didn't really give you any uh, hints as to what happened. Okay. Um, so that that's still a lot of mystery there. Um, last last big question. Um, it seemed like we were going to get rich by going <laughs> to the center of the mountain. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that that was the uh, that was the reason that we went there. Mm-hmm. Um, were we able to to get the the jewel? Was there treasure there? Do we get cool weapons? Uh, Carbonzerbein gave you all twenty five gold pieces apiece. Okay. Um, you get to keep the loot, of course, that you grabbed. And uh, you, Carbonzovan seems more comfortable with you, even though he didn't talk much. He seems more comfortable um, approaching you 
Um, and he said that he would definitely have more work for you in the future based on the fact that you did well in this one. All right. Last thing. Did we level up at all? Nope. Da. <laughs> da. Nope. You gained, you gained experience, but the level up system we're going to use is one where you're not just going to go to sleep and then you're going to level up. You're going to have to, you're going to have to do something over a period of time um, to, um, so that it makes sense for your level. You don't just you don't just wake up and then all of a sudden you have more spells or something. Gotcha. You have to go to Mage College or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, go to Mage College. You yeah. just uh, go to that uh, Mage College. <laughs> go, go, go to the like, uh, Mage College loans. I don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go do a Mage Vocational School instead. Seems yeah. more practical and and I can fit it into my work schedule. Vocational school. That sounds good. <laughs> Tech school. Also, did we get the, uh, did we get the rings identified? Uh, who has the rings? I do. You both have. I have rings? one, and Ken has, one. Ken has one. I have one. Which Which one do you have, Ken? Uh, let me look. Because if memory serves, there was a red and a green one. Uh-huh. Is that right? I got the red pulsing ring. Okay. Okay, then I have the green. Yeah, I have the green one. Um, so you have not had anything identified yet. <clears throat> so you guys wake up in the morning. Um, do you have a plan to meet anywhere or do you want to go do your own thing? Is it the weekend or a weekday? It's just a weekday. This would be when you would normally go into work, but after, work. What, after what happened, you may not want to work, but if you'd like to go to work too, that's fine. Kevin's a hardworking mother. <laughs> No, actually, he'll he'll probably uh, go take a walk in the woods or something. Okay, Greg, what do you want to do? Um, I don't have any cool items to identify or anything, so <laughs> maybe I. What was my job again? You were the uh, the priest that gives last rites to those that die in the. Ah, yeah. So maybe I'll just go to work. Okay. All right, so you're on your way to work. Um, let me think. Okay, so Shibboleth, uh, Ken, your character, he lives kind of on the outskirts of town, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do when you wake up? Some nefarious thing. <laughs> do explain. Uh, I would like to uh, go to the black market of town. Um, perhaps see if there's any good uh, type of uh, smuggling or marketed items that I could profit from and or pickpocket. Okay. Um, the <clears throat> the area of town that you know that has the most black market connections is actually next to the Wild Buck, which is actually where you were uh, yesterday. So um, I'll say you start heading out there um, on the way in, you see that um, you see that Theron. He just leaves his house. He's heading. To, he has kind of like these ceremonial garb. The ceremonial garb on. It looks like he's heading to. Uh, he's heading towards the uh, uh, the factory in the north end of town. 
Hey, uh, quick question. I probably should ask this last time. Um, but what uh, what's our setting timeline wise? Because I I was under the impression D and D was always like medieval times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but based on having a factory and jobs, and seems like we have union workers. Um, is this is this a more modern time? Um, well, it's definitely not medieval. Um, so from a setting perspective. Uh, let's say kind of like steam age scheme age steam oh steam age yeah so you have so, you have your like turbines um you have conveyors um albeit there are pretty, some pretty dangerous yeah, lo- there are some locomotive powers um there there would be some telegraph systems possibly phone systems um that's more a area that's taken care of by magic. Okay. Electricity and uh, microbrews. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't want to look like an idiot when I'm uh, surprised by the first uh, you know written paper I see. <laughs> I thought this was medieval times. What's going <laughs> hey, come on, on what are you guys doing? Where'd you get all them educations? <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like uh, modern America. Um, ah, oh, topical. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ken, as you're as you're heading towards uh, the Wild Buck area, which is kind of your black market, um, you do see you do see Greg's character leave. Do you want to approach him, or do you want to just kind of let him go to work? I'm gonna I'm gonna let him go to work. Okay. Pat, what do you yeah, want to do? Uh, so my house actually isn't in the town. I I stay at the inn during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I live uh, in a cottage out in the the forest. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm kind of just doing some uh, wandering through the woods, like I said uh, earlier, and I'm just uh, kind of running through. Um, our adventure from from the previous day the the dream the encounter with with Carbonzaban, um the the goblins in the mountain the the big gem that was in the, the heart of the mountain um this this dwarf that was suspended there and us practically saving his life and just wondering what what his story is and i'm just uh walking through the woods brooding about all that okay, okay. um for purpose of story, I'm going to say you're walking in the woods to the west of the town towards the mountain. Okay? And you get this really intense feeling um, from the ring that you have in your pocket. And it's it's kind of overwhelming you. And you feel like you need to put the ring on. Uh-oh. Have I seen Lord of the Rings in this timeline? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, is is it a tempting feeling or is it just a compulsion? It feels like it's like, like is it dark or is it? It's like, like the best way to put it is like your yourself is being pulled towards the ring. It feels very magical. Are there any um, uh, 
sorcerers, um, consultants, wise old sages um, that live out in the woods that I, I could seek out for advice or to identify strange objects. Mm, not in the woods. Or, or in this area west of the city by the mountain. Uh, you'd have to go back to the city for that, but you know there are people in the city that could help you with that. Uh, can um, you make a willpower check for me? Oh, I am being tempted. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what, what do I need to roll? Uh, D20 and... Willpower is a thing, right? I'm not looking at a character sheet right now, right? Um, persuasion is a thing. Persuasion. Um, if there's not one for willpower, do persuasion. Well, that doesn't bode well for me. I've got a plus zero. Okay, so um, I'm going to um, say this is this is really having an effect on you. So you need to roll under a or over. Now I'm, now I'm confusing the rules again. Um, I'd have to roll over. You have to. Roll I hope. Over, you have to roll. Cause I, cause I already rolled. <laughs> well, you have to roll over a fifteen. Sweet, I got nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so you resist the urge to slip your hand in your pocket and put this ring on, um, but you feel like the you feel like the pull is still there. So because you resisted it, you're not gonna just put the ring on. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have to check again relatively soon if you don't do something about this. Okay, it it, it does affect <clears throat> me and it concerns me that it's drawing me. So I I uh, dash for the town to, to see if I can find someone who can help. Okay. Um. Ken, you see uh, you see Pat's character run past you, and he looks he looks a little worried. <laughs> Shibboleth don't care. Greg, you see this too, I would guess. I I'll follow. Uh, I'll follow his character. Okay. Now, now, Ken's got his ring on him too, right? Yes, he does. As you get further and further away from the site where you were, Pat, you feel like uh, you're not drawn as much to put the ring on. But now it's just kind of this kind of dull feeling in the back of your head, like you want to check this out, um, as opposed to I want to put this on right now and figure out what's going on. So it's not pulling you as much. Ken, you don't feel feel any sort of pull. Okay. So Greg, you see, uh, you see Cavan run past you, and looking worried. Okay, I will follow Kevin. <laughs> okay, so Shibboleth <laughs> and Theron are following behind Kevin uh, down the center street. Um, there's a magic district, Pat, that you are coming up on. Um, this okay. would be where you would want to get things identified and checked on. Um, uh, the name of the person that normally identifies this thing, his name is Neil. And he runs a shop this, right in the center of town. Is this near uh, the Wild Buck Tavern? Uh, not really. Okay. I'm kind of mapping things out as I go here. Okay. How do you guys spell Neil with an I or an A? Uh, E-I-L. E-I-L. All right. So do you just go oh. in or uh, 
Do you, uh, do you want to... Have I noticed that uh, Shibboleth and Theron are trailing me? Uh, yeah. You, you, you kind of get the feeling that people are, are like, behind you. And uh, you look behind you and you see uh, your two compatriots. You see Shibboleth and you see Theron. And they are they're relatively close to you at this point. Uh, like like within talking distance, or like they're they're still off a ways. Yeah, they were pretty much just just following behind you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, I, I turn around and I say hi. We we just had an adventure together, so I won't ignore them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm I'm very shifty eyed. Uh, hey, hey guys, uh, rest up last night. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I was actually just on the way to work. And I saw you looking rather concerned, so I wanted to come and see how you were doing. Um, well, I was just going for a walk in the woods, and... Well, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I just had this, this, this bad feeling. Um, uh, Shibboleth, did, did you pick up one of those, those rings in the cave yesterday as well? I, I did. Have you noticed anything strange about it? Uh, no, it glows a little bit. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what it is, but I I feel a pull. I was I was going into town to uh, to talk to Neil and uh, hope that he can give me some information on this. Cool. Yeah, you should bring your ring too. Yeah, this sounds about right. I was planning on it eventually, but I suppose I could do it now. All right, so you guys walk into um, this enchanting and, uh, like, magical shop, and around you, it seems kind of like, um, it seems like this shop is not as well-stocked as you remember in the past. In fact, uh, a lot of the, a lot of cupboards are bare, a lot of shelves don't have anything on them except for like one thing that looks like it it's put in a prominent place so it doesn't seem like it's completely empty and uh, you see Neil behind the counter and he has his head in his hands and he's just kind of it almost looks like he's staring at the counter do we know this guy have we do we have a relationship with him or it's just a ram shop and, um, anybody who has any magic probably knows this guy pretty well okay okay Neil Neil, quick! I need your help. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, if you need me to get something for you, I can definitely put an order in. Uh, no, no, it's um, it's this item. It's this 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 ring that I have. I I pull. I reach into my pocket and put my hand around the ring and and pull it out. Uh, when you put your hand around the ring, do a uh, persuasion check for me. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I rolled an eight. An eight, okay. So, when you put your hand around the ring, you feel feel that very familiar pull that you felt when you were in the forest. And as you as your hand goes to close around it, instead you slip it on your middle finger. <clears throat> Dang. Nothing happens right now. But as soon as you put the ring on, you feel like that, that pull and that sense of longing is gone. And you feel like you've been made kind of complete by putting on this ring. All right. Then I 
relax my shoulders a bit, but I still pull out my hand uh-huh. with with the ring on it to show to Neil. Okay. So, uh, I mean, this ring. Um, do you know what it does? Do you know what this? That's ring... why I came to you. Oh, okay. So, but why are you why are you wearing it then? Uh, I mean, I've told you, I've sure. told you a million times, Kevin. Don't just put random rings that are clearly <laughs> magical. On. It's just it's just not a good idea. You know how many people that I have to like save their life from these magical ailments? Okay, Neil, I didn't come for a lecture. That's why I'm here. I'm just saying, <laughs> in the future, don't it. come to me and say, "What's this ring do?" And then you have it on. <laughs> well, it's too late for that now, Neil. Look, I've got it on. It drew me into it, and I. I guess I, I caved. I don't know, but it it feels fine. It's not hurting me. Uh, just tell me what it is. So it drew you to put the ring on. Uh, I, I ran here because when I was in the woods, I, I felt compelled to put it on, but I was able to resist it, and and I got nervous, so I came here, and I thought it was fine. The feeling went away. I was great, but as soon as I touched it, I I don't know what happened. I don't even really remember deciding to put it on. I just I just did. So he reaches out his hand and grabs your hand with the ring on it. And careful not to touch it. And he pulls it closer and he's looking at your hand like really close. And he's looking at the ring and he's kind of examining it. He says, hmm, okay. And this is the only, this is a one of a kind ring then? Um, well, not exactly. I mean, I have one as well. We found it in the same place. Okay, where did you find it? Uh, in the mountains. In the mountain, okay. And they were found pretty close together. Yeah, relatively. Okay. Let me see that ring, but please put it in a cloth and don't touch it. Okay. Uh, I take it out of my bag. It was wrapped in a cloth beforehand. Okay. And I hand him the uh, cloth package. Okay. He puts it on the desk and he unravels it and he's looking at he's looking at your ring, uh, Pat, and he's looking at the other ring, and. Uh, He's kind of going back and forth, and he's like, he found it in the mountain, and there's two of them. One second, I'll be right back. And he wa- he goes upstairs real quick, and he's uh, you can hear him rummaging around upstairs. He says, please don't steal anything. All right, I won't touch this one thing. <laughs> All right, he comes back down with the book, and it's uh, it's kind of like a red tome with gold lettering on the front of it, and he starts leafing through it. He says, so have you thought about what my compensation is going to be when I figure out what's, what these rings are? I have um, 25 gold. What, what, what is the going go oh, you, you are a holy man. <laughs> <laughs> Get the gold. Um, uh, Theron will pay you. <laughs> um, gold, gold would be okay. Um, there might be a favor that I need you guys to do. That might be better. Okay. Um, Some sort of pervert. And it's probably going to require me to research this for a little while anyway. Um, So, as you can see, I don't really have anything stocked in my store right now. And the reason for that is because while my caravan was coming in with my driver, it was actually attacked coming off the... It ends up being the, uh, the west road to the town from the north. Um, if you can go recover what was coming in to the to the store, 
Um, oh. I will make sure that these things are identified for you by the time you get back. That sounds fair to me. Okay. I don't want to take you away from anything that you were going to do, though, of course. Um, so feel free to, you know, take care of anything in town. This is, obviously, this is my livelihood, so I, I really do need you guys to take care of this, and I haven't been able to figure out how to take care of this myself yet, so I, I would really appreciate it, and I would definitely owe you beyond just identifying a couple magic rings. At, at, at this point, am I, uh, uh, this is a side question, am I uh, able to take the ring off? No. Okay. No, you try so to. My question... You try to, but it feels like it feels like your your like uh, your finger got bigger and it just doesn't really budge. Okay, so I'm gonna ask Neil while we're here. <laughs> Do I need to be worried? Um, well, putting on any magical item that you don't know what it is, it can have some sort of uh, you know bad effect on you. Um, as we've talked about so many times, Kevin. Um, but but this particular ring, most most of the time with rings and uh, and accessories and things like that that are going to harm you, usually the harm manifests itself pretty quickly. Um, and you know what that is, like usually. So you don't feel like you're getting sick at all, or you feel like you're losing vitality, anything like that. Uh, not not really. I've got a little bit of ED and some panic anxiety, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with the ring. Okay. Well, it doesn't seem to be hurting you right now. That's good. If, if anything happens, um, if I do start being impacted by it, is there anything I should do? Um, I'm going to give you a scroll. This is a scroll of Dispel Magic. Now, I would be careful about using it on a ring that seems to be stuck to your body. Um, but if things go really, like, really south for you, you can use the scroll, and there's a chance that it would dispel the magic and you wouldn't have any other issues. Otherwise, we could cut the hand off. Or you could cut your hand off. Well, we'll see how bad it gets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I am... Uh, ready to uh, go get a drink at the tavern and then uh, you guys want to meet up for another adventure? That sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So we have to, like sidebar, we have to do this thing for Neil and then he'll identify and we'll work. Okay. Um, Did he give me my ring back? Uh, yeah, he gives, you the, he gives you the ring back. He, you saw when he when he unwrapped it, he did a little sketch of it. So he has all of the markings on it on a, on a pad, and he's a pretty quick worker when it comes to drawing and things like that. Um, question: While I uh, walk over to the tavern to get my my drink, calm my nerves here. Um, is there is there a merchant in town that I can go to? Um, to replace my sling that I lost to the blob. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there was a weaponsmith that's uh, pretty close. This is this is kind of the the merchant district right here. So not only do you have your your magical, um, you know, the uh, Neil obviously deals in the more magical things, but um, 
there's a weaponsmith next uh, next door. His name is uh, Ryan Longbow. Oh, what a good name! All right, I'm going to stop at, at Ryan Longbow first. Okay. Um, in Ryan Chap, are you just looking to replace your sling, or do you want to talk to him? Um, I'm just going to replace my sling. Okay. I try to stay out of sales situations. All right, a sling. Uh, one of Ryan's slings, like his uh, typical sling that he makes. I'm gonna say it costs you two silver. Can you make change? Oh yeah. <laughs> All I got is gold. If I remember what the conversion rate is, is it ten to one? Does anybody know that? I remember. I think it's a hundred. A hundred to one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> nah, I just have gold, so I'm being greedy. Okay, one second. I'm gonna, I want to make sure. Uh, gold to silver conversion rate. D &D. What'd you say, Ken? I'm pretty sure it's ten. Yeah, that's right. Um, one gold is worth ten silver pieces, which is also worth... Oh, wait, that's first edition. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, so it's one gold is equal to ten silver pieces, which is equal to a hundred copper pieces. So. Okay, right. so... Thank goodness. Man, his prices are kind of steep. Two silver. Two silver. For your very own sling that you lost one already. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, do you need to do anything before you head out of the town towards the mountain to the northwest? I don't think so. Um, I could probably buy some more arrows. Um, are we keeping track of arrows? Um, these aren't these aren't magical arrows at all. They're just normal arrows. No. Right? Just normal arrows. You're, you're fine. Yeah. That was the only thing that I used last time. That okay. I wasn't dumb enough to lose any weapons or anything. <laughs> Ken, what do you think? Oh, I can't hear him. We, we don't need spell components, right? We just need to cast it with the normal stuff. We just do hand motions and all that jazz. That is correct. Um, can I upgrade oh. my my sickle while I'm here? Um, to a martial weapon. Upgrade your sickle. By, by that I mean just. We can get rid of it and uh, oh, yeah. and get a better weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What type of weapon did you I, want to use on a martial weapon? Yeah, I, I start with a with a simple melee weapon, but it's freaking weak. So I'd like to get a martial melee weapon. Okay. Do you know what type you want? Um, I think a short sword would be appropriate. Okay. Ryan does not have any short swords with him right now. Um, 
In fact, it kind of seems like Ryan does not have a huge stock of things. He did have a lot of slings, because those are pretty common weapons. Um, but you notice that he doesn't have a lot of swords, and he doesn't have a lot of um, like shields, which are things that he usually has. All right, I'll engage. What's the story, Ryan? Oh, um, I just I just haven't received my stock um, from from the other town lately. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, do you know when it was supposed to come in? I was supposed to get some early this week, uh, just a couple days ago, but for some reason they never showed up, and I never got any sort of correspondence. I've been busy, you know, watching the shop, and I sent one of my uh, my errand boys out to check to see what's going on, but he hasn't even returned. Ah, uh, crap. Um, so have you talked to Neil at the, uh, the magic shop lately? Um, I saw him the other day, but we haven't talked. Um, you guys might have a common problem here. He had a uh, delivery ransacked on its way here this week, and uh, his stock is completely wiped out as well. I wonder if everybody had this problem. Um, when you when you uh, leave or whatever you're gonna go do, um, would you please check with the other shops real quick to see if they're having the same problem and let me know? Uh, I will, but in fact, we're on our way to uh, go recover the the lost supplies from uh, Neil's delivery. Okay, I'll go check myself. Would you like to make an arrangement? No, I'll go check myself. Greg, what did you say? Um, We could um, look for his stuff before we go, or while we're out. Like look for the shop owner's stuff while we're investigating the other guys missing. Okay. Are are you are you saying that in character? Are you with Pat right now? He um, I assumed we all went together, but maybe we're just standing around. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say you're all you're all together right now, and uh, so Ryan Ryan kind of perks up. If you would do that, I would definitely be in your debt because. Um, I'm I'm completely losing money right now. I don't have anything that I don't really have. Uh, yeah, there's no reason why we can't. So I figure if we're gonna go, if it's somebody stealing, um, uh, who's the character? Neil's stuff. I we're gonna assume that it's a very similar party who's ransacking the shipments. So if you find your stuff, we'll bring it back to you. Okay, I would, I would, I would definitely appreciate that. I, I really am in your debt just for checking, and uh, I'll go check on the other, the other shops as well, unless you'd like to talk to them. I'd kind of like to get out of here. Okay. Um, move this along. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And he, he actually walks behind you as you guys leave the shop and closes up, and he goes to talk to some of the other uh, shopkeepers. I assume you guys want to be on your way then, or is there anything else you'd like to do while you're in town? I'm I'm good if the shopkeepers are all unanimously like out of stuff. I, I was I still wanted to uh, go to the tavern. So what I'll tell uh, Ryan is, um, go talk to the shop owners. I'll be at the Wild Buck. Tell me what you hear. Okay, thank okay. you. So you guys head yeah. over to the Wild Buck, and you notice that it is suspiciously closed. Oh. This this bar, this tavern is almost always open. At least through your memory, it's almost always open 
um, unless it's like a holiday or a vacation for the the owner. And even so, usually he'll get someone to watch it. So um, the now closed sign hanging from the door is definitely suspicious. Um, is there a way I can get in? Like, <laughs> break subtle, in a subtle entrance, <laughs> such as an open window, or you might be an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, there, there is the alleyway where you met the um, the guy that Clifford. Yeah, what was his name? Clifford. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'll go check the alleyway. Yeah, you can check the alleyway where you met him. Um, mm-hmm. Can you notice yeah, that the alleyway is suspiciously there's not a, not anybody there. Uh, go ahead and do a perception check. Oh, which one? Ah, there it is. And I assume you guys are all going down this alleyway with Shiblith, right? Yeah. Okay. I will. So, okay. So I want to go, I want to roll above my, no, below my score. Uh... You roll below or above. Wait, wait. wait. My, my it, no, no, no. It, it, you always roll above, but it's the how difficult that difficulty class. So it's like 5, 10, 15, or 20. Got it. And then you roll, and then you get your your modifier, whatever that is. Um, so you just so normally... Your, your perception would add to your roll. Yes. Okay. So if your perception is what? Is that... Um, perception is wisdom yeah. so if you have like a plus two then um just like a normal like attack or die 20 roll yeah okay so i'm gonna say this is difficulty 10 okay <clears throat> uh, i got a 15 well wait was that four so that's actually 16 okay good okay. um, um you notice you know, ken that there is a window above you that is unlocked you can kind of sense that it's unlocked because it's just slightly ajar. I'm going to climb up to yon window. Okay. So you climb up to a window. Um, you can you can't really see anything inside because it's dark. Um, do you have dark vision? I do. Okay. So when you look inside, you you don't see anybody there. Um, and it looks just deserted. It looks like there's it looks like they cleaned up. There's no um, food left on the tables. There's no beer left in steins. It looks like this place has been completely cleaned top to bottom. I'm going to go examine everywhere that I can go and look for in this, in this place. So you're actually going to go inside? Yeah, I'm going to go inside. Um, I'm, but I'm going to examine uh, the floor and the walls and look around real quick to make sure uh, nothing crazy is uh, going on inside this room. I'm going to try to climb in. Okay. So you go inside, and this is just this is just as clean as you've ever seen this place. Okay. And um, the uh, the walls look like they've been cleaned. The mirror looks like it's been cleaned above the bar. Um, everything looks like it's in its place where it needs to go. And, uh, you can hear some work going on upstairs in the upper part of the tavern. Sounds like talking and moving. Uh, I'm going to sneak upstairs. Okay, uh, do a stealth roll for me. 
with a let's say five is your difficulty. So it's gotta go five or above. Yep. That's why. Uh, yeah, I I'm sneaking massively with like a twenty-one. <laughs> All right. So you sneak very silently up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs, you see in one of the, it's kind of like a ballroom where they host conferences and meetings and things of that nature. You know, people from the, from the factory, if they're like wooing a big client, sometimes they'll take them here. Very nice little ballroom. Um, you see there's about four or five people just wiping everything down. Um, they've got canisters of what you would assume to be like cleaning products. Um, and they're just kind of cleaning the ballroom at this point. Uh, can I hear anything what they're saying? Um, they don't really talk too much. They just look like they're dedicated to their work. Like every once in a while, a guy will say, you know, hand me this, whatever. And then someone will throw something over and they'll spray it on and, you know, they'll, they'll clean something up. Hmm. And it just looks like they're just cleaning up the ballroom like the normal, from normal uh, business. Yeah, pretty much. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't like feel like there's any sort of deceptive action going on right now. If you feel like they're cleaning the ballroom, then I shall sneak back away. Okay. Because there's like a ballroom upstairs and then downstairs is where everything else is happening. Yeah. Or, okay. I will sneak back downstairs. All right. And you're downstairs again. Do you want to head back outside? Uh, I want to look around the bar area or the back office if possible. Okay, the back office is locked. Can I pick it? You pick the lock? Okay. I'm going to say the difficulty is very hard, so 20. What do I use for pick lock? character sheet mm -hmm. that was the other thing that I lost uh, let's see here um, well let's just say that you have well there's not there's not any sort of like proficiency in it at all I don't see one that's weird Me. Greg any idea what you do for pick locks or should I look it up um, I can look it up real quick um. Pig locks. This is probably going to be in that guide, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what character are you? I am a uh, arcane trickster. You don't have a spell that uh that unlocks it, do you? No, not yet. I 
doesn't say anything about it. I'm sorry, what is your base class? Rogue. Oh, sleight of hand. Oh, sleight of hand? Yep. Okay. I will use that then. You said difficulty 20? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, yes. All right. I did it with a 27. Wow. Okay. So the lock slides open, and now you are now you have access to the back room, uh, the, the little office there. And uh, I assume you go right in, right? Yep. And I uh, close the door behind me very uh, very gingerly to make sure it look like I nobody's in there. Okay. So now you're in the back office, and uh, there's a little desk there with a ledger on it. Uh, there are also um, drawers, and you can see there is a uh, a chest that does not seem to be unlocked, or does not seem to be locked. Uh, I want to check the ledger. Okay. So you open up the ledger, and it has like a detailed schedule that you can see, and on today, it does say cleaning, and it's underlined three times. Okay. Um, I will uh, examine the chest. Okay, do you want to open it up? Uh, I want to check for traps. There are no traps. Okay. I'll open it up, I guess. Okay, you open the chest. Inside you see a bunch of uniforms. Uh, these uniforms are, as you know, the uniforms that the like the bar keeps uh, use. And um, Do you want to examine further past the uniforms that are on top? Sure. Okay. Underneath the uniforms, there is a smaller chest that is locked. There is also um, a pendant that has a sun, like a sun crest on it. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, you don't really see it. You don't see anything else. So I do not recognize the sun pendant. No, it just looks like it looks like uh, the crest of uh, the innkeep, innkeep, like uh, his family's crest. Uh, can I pick the lock of the smaller chest? Sure. sure. Uh, that's uh, a 20 as well. Ooh. Oh, that is a natural 20. <laughs> so the lock explodes. <laughs> Around me in like fireworks. Yep. Um, inside you find uh, 600 gold. And this chest is small enough for you to carry and put in your backpack or in your pack if you wanted to. Um, I, you know what? I, I guess I'll take the gold, but I'll leave the chest and I'll relock it. But <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so I got 600 gold. Yep, 600 gold. Uh, actually, do I have this? I think I have. Because I'm a little mischievous. <laughs> um, I will leave. I will leave one gold piece behind. <laughs> 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 well, I have five hundred ninety-nine gold pieces. Okay. Now, is is uh, Carbonzabon the owner of the the tavern? He is not. Okay, he's just a performer there. That would be pretty funny, though, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, dang, dude. Dang. Dang. 
All right. And uh, do you leave the dependent with the crest there, Ken? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to touch that because I don't. I don't know what kind of crazy jib jib he's got going on with that. <laughs> At about this time, I because we're standing outside and we've we've seen uh, Shibboleth climb into the window and it's been a while, and so <laughs> I I tap on the glass and go. Psst. Okay, so you look through you look through the uh, slightly ajar glass, and you can see you can see where. Um, Shibleth went into the door, and you see the door open to the back room. Um, but that's all you see. You don't see anything else. Do I anything that that would alarm me? Um, it, it all looks pretty empty. No. No, I mean it. It looks like it's. It looks like there's no one in there, and that it's more clean than you've ever seen it. Okay. Can you hear a you hear a pss and you hear tapping on the window? Uh, I I hasten my relocking of everything and sneaking back out to the window. Okay, Pat, you see him come out of the back room and then to the window, and he pops right out. Shibboleth, what what did you see? Ah, uh, they're just cleaning. No word about this. No signs or posting. Did you see who was cleaning? Ah, uh, just a random cleaning crew. It was scheduled in the ledger, so. I imagine nothing crazy about it. Oh, you, you saw the ledger? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see anything else? I mean, there were some uniforms. Pendant. Yeah. Why are you acting so shifty? <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> no, no, I, I don't say that. <laughs> so you have... Um, I assume there's a bluff check that you can do? Yeah. Um, and because it's... Ken versus you and Greg. Uh, would my would my bluff check be persuasion? I think so. Okay. So you're going to be persuading, and then and then Pat's going to be kind of going against that. Uh, so what's your persuasion skill? My persuasion skill is like at a plus three. Plus three, and let's just say for Pat, you're using perception. That would make sense. And what's your perception skill? A plus four. Plus four. Ooh, okay. So um, you both roll a 20. And then add your okay. scores. And then whoever ends up higher is going to win that. The battle of the wits. Yep. Uh, 15 plus four is 19. Okay. Oh, no. You got to look at that. Uh, yeah. So Someone back that up. <laughs> oh, another nat 20. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Way to die. It's a way to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Pat, to your knowledge, it doesn't seem like he's lying, and it doesn't even cross your mind. Okay. Uh, thank you for being so honest with me. Uh, yeah, no, no, no problem. And then uh, as I'm passing, I, I, uh, I flip him a gold piece. <laughs> <laughs> to make it more suspicious. <laughs> uh, plus one. Plus one gold. <laughs> Greg, you're, you you watched all this go down. What, how's you, how are you feeling? <laughs> well, I will stay neutral in this. I, you know what? I'll even give Greg a gold piece, and with the as I'm giving it to Greg, I'm like, and and do, my donations for the church. <laughs> sold. <laughs> sold. You, you own the church. <laughs> 
So as you guys leave the uh, the alleyway there, going back towards the center of town, so that you can head towards the gate, um, uh, Ryan comes running up to you, uh, Pat. And he's kind of yeah. out of breath. So he's like, <sighs> "Okay, so okay. I talked to everybody in town, uh, the the merchants, and it does seem like everybody's having this problem. So what we've decided is that." We're going to get the uh, the town mercenaries together, and they're going to go check. You guys don't even have to go check this at all. Uh, uh, I mean, we could, we could go scout it out at least to see what's going on. I mean, I guess I guess that would be great, but just be aware that there is a, there's a band of mercenaries that are being, that are being uh, taken care of right now, and they'll be leaving within the next couple hours. So if you guys want to get out there before them, that's fine. Um, just be aware they'll be behind you on your way, okay? Okay. Ryan, I don't think you can trust them. These guys are, are guns for hire. Call I mean, them off. Let us take care of this. You'll work with people you know. It's going to be good. The Merchant Guild, need, Guild needs to make sure that our stance is solid. And as their leader, this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. This is our livelihood. So I don't mind if, of course, you go check this out as well, because you're the ones that let us know this is, ha this is happening. Uh, to all of us, we didn't realize that you know all of our shipments had been hijacked like this. But we do need to protect our investments as well. Well, we've already been commissioned by by Neil and his magic shop. <laughs> Again, I'm not so saying do... I'm not saying that you can't go. I'm just saying that there's going to be someone for a contingency plan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making things muddy here, buddy. All right, guys, <laughs> let's let's go kill some mercenaries and go. <laughs> <laughs> he, give, he gives you an eye as you walk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like competition. This means we have to hurry, right? Yeah, we can. That means we have to hurry. Okay. So you guys, I assume you guys just head out of town now and towards the northwest part of the hill, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. We, okay. we go right right to where the the last known place of the, the shipments were stolen. Okay. So on your way, um, just kind of give you an idea of when you leave the town of Wirt, going towards the northwest, um, the town that we're is connected to is called. Um, let me give it a name here. It's called Flames Reach. Is that closer to the mountain? Word or uh, Flames Reach? So Flames Reach is a little bit ways beyond the mountain, uh, like probably five to ten miles beyond the mountain. It's just okay. that this this particular road goes directly to Flames Reach. Um, and this is where most of them, like the merchants and uh, people that do business and work, they send their goods this way and they get their goods back this way as well. So this is a pretty big road. Okay. Uh, it is it is paved. Kind of like a rudimentary kind of rock pave, but it's it's solid. The, the microphone's making like farting noises. I think that's Greg. Greg, you're farting? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Greg, you farting? <laughs> tootin' Greg? You tootin'? <laughs> tootin' Greg. Gassy Greg. Ooh, that's good. Is it still making noise? No. No, we're good. Um, what, what borders this road? Um, there's they're like signs and fence posts kind of on along the way, especially when you're close to where as you get a little bit further away, um, you're in a situation where 
Uh, it it kind, of op- kind of opens up. Bye, Bye now. So is it just like uh, like farms on either side of the the, the fence post? Yeah, or there, forest. Or? There, there's um there's some farmlands directly outside of work. Um, and as you get closer to the mountain, it becomes more forested. Okay. So the road kind of goes around the mountain to Flames Reach. Yep. yep. Gotcha. Yep. And again, it's pretty big. Pretty big. Your your guess is that the forest that's outside of Wirt, which is the Wirt Forest, um, is where you're probably going to want to look first, because that's where. You know, you've heard of bandits in the past hiding out in the forest. Um, so you guys are heading. You guys are heading on and down towards down the line or whatever you want to say. So the, the mercenaries are basically just gonna like comb the surrounding area. They're just gonna do like a, a random search party just to find these mercenaries. Or do we have kind of some intel, like some information thing about where they are? Well, what you know so far is that there are about five to ten different uh, merchants inside of work that set up shop in that center town area that are part of the merchants guild so from what you can deduce from what ryan tells you is that all of them have been hit recently um, from a supply perspective so that's not a small amount of goods um the mercenaries, you don't know how they're going to go about searching here. Um, you just know that within the next couple hours, they're going to come out of where and head towards probably the forest as well. Okay. Mm. Ken, can you do a willpower check for me as you're walking towards the forest, as you get close? A willpower? Yes. What what are we doing willpower under? Persuasion, I think it was. Yeah, persuasion. Yeah. We did that for Pat. Persuasion. Okay. On uh, what's the difficulty? Difficulty is going to be fifteen. Um, you can check this if you want. I don't know what's going on right now. I'd like That's natural twenty. Like natural twenty, or is save, I mean, save it for battle, Ken. Jesus, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm blowing my load. I know next fight we're gonna get in. It's gonna be awful. I'm gonna start rolling one. How many twenties are on that die? Well, three so far. <laughs> <laughs> three twenties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a clear die. He's just seeing twenty through the other numbers. <laughs> I, know, I really, I really rolled a, a seven or a one, and I'm just looking yeah. at it. Just looking through it. That's awesome. Um. <laughs> so what so can you feel you feel as you get close to the forest though you feel a pull to the ring in your pocket you feel like you're kind of being uh uh coerced into putting it on and you you can't shake this feeling but you you, you don't put it on but you feel like you want to and as as you get closer and closer to the forest it feels like it's uh it's drawing you in with its power uh I mutter, fuck you, Neil, under my breath. <laughs> didn't, didn't identify what these rings were before we left for this bullshit. So you, do you continue heading towards the forest? I, I stop abruptly. 
Pat, Greg, and, uh, you notice that he stops. Uh, I turn to my companions. Greg, Greg, what's your name? Theron. Theron. Okay, Theron. Uh, and uh, how do you say your name? It's not. It's not Kevin. 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 Theron. Uh, I, 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 I think get. I don't know this this emanating willpower from my my ring. It's uh, it's trying to subdue me into putting it on. Can we bury it? How, can anyone sense evil from it? Is it a malicious force? Uh, uh, no. You, you can't sense evil from it. Should we roll for that, or is that just something we, we would know? Um, I'm going to say that you do not sense evil. You don't sense evil from it. Because we can't, or because there's not? Because there's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do what you want, Shibboleth. My ring looks good on me. <laughs> well, this urge came about when we got close on our journey here to these woods. I don't know if that's something to do with the woods and the mountains, or the mines. Maybe we're close to some point in the mine that we were in. Pat, you have, you, you have a very like warm fuzzy feeling um, as you get closer to the forest and you feel really good like you felt good when you put on this ring but you feel like fucking fantastic right now like you're just like you're where you need to be like everything is right you're not worried about thing that anxiety that you had earlier gone you feel like a complete person so and it in, in my jubilation, am I am I aware that I'm feeling this good, or am I just feeling this good? This is the best you felt in a long time, and if you didn't feel so good, it would freak you the fuck out. <laughs> I I feel like I would feel so good that I wouldn't care that this is unusual. Yeah, so would that be accurate? That's accurate. You feel just awesome. So so I I just start kind of dancing, whistling. <laughs> Humming along as we're walking. Hey, man, put on the ring. Don't put on the ring. It's all good. So well, if we don't suspect that it's an evil presence, yeah. then maybe we should just continue on. I, I, I guess so. Let's just uh, keep uh, keep looking for these mercenaries. Or these uh, hey, bandits. If it's bothering you, I'll wear your ring. <laughs> no, no, I, I, think we're, I think we're good for now. <laughs> all right, man. Just let me know. I'm here for you. So thank you. So you guys, you guys turn and you start heading towards the woods, and you get closer and closer, and you get to, you get to the part where, if you walk forward, you're in the woods, and behind you, you're not in the woods, and the woods are pretty all-encompassing over the top of this, uh, of this path. It's almost like a tunnel of the woods. Uh, the trees are quite large, and they're very green. Uh, I have a question. Do we see like any signs of a, an encampment as we approach the woods? Maybe off when we are off in the distance on the horizon, maybe smoke rising from the trees or anything like that? Do a perception check for me, all three of you. Well, there's, there's my one. Well, for five, but... There it is. <laughs> Can I come back down to Earth here? Yep. I rolled a 14. A okay. 10 plus a 4. 
So the difficulty on this is a 10, so that's all right. Greg? Yeah, I got a 20. Okay. So, Greg, you see um, some smoke coming from kind of like the mountain part of of the woods. So this would be, for where you are, this would be to your northeast. And the path goes further around the mountain to the northwest. Um, you also smell kind of like the kind of like that sweet barbecue smell. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I let the other guys know, assuming that they didn't perceive it as well. But um, I think our best chance of finding people is going to look for some sort of an encampment. So we should probably follow the smoke and um, go that direction. Yeah, dude, it sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. So you Anyone guys want head... a back rub? <laughs> So you guys started heading, start heading towards the northeast. Now there's no path for this, so you're you're literally walking through trees, um, and kind of like moving around them, and they're getting more and more dense as you get towards the, as you get towards the kind of northeast area. Um, Greg, because of your perception, I'm going to say that you don't need tracking for this. You kind of you have a kind of innate sense of where you're going. Um, you can. You can still, every once in a while, when you see through the leaves, you can see the smoke, and you know you're going in the right direction. Okay. So, follow me. By the way, my, my proficiencies are in nature and survival, so I, I feel in my element here. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So, so you, have, you have a good idea of tracking as well, so you're not going to get lost. Um, in fact, you've probably been in these woods a few times. Yeah, yeah. So you guys all of a sudden come upon a clearing, and this clearing is a large meadow. Um, there are bugs and bees everywhere, and um, you can see pollen in the air, and it's just just kind of an idyllic scene. Um, Ken, do a willpower check for me, and this time it's a 20. That's your persuasion. Persuasion, sorry. Keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, just hit my persuasion. Yep. I need like a 17. I got a 7. <laughs> so, um, Ken stops abruptly right at the edge of the clearing before you guys go in. And uh, he seems very clammy and sweaty. And he slowly reaches his hand into his pocket and slips the ring on. And can you instantly feel better? You just feel like, why did you wait to do this? Like, this is what you got to do. do. Do any of us notice this? Uh, yeah, you notice, either, him, uh, you notice him stop and you notice him put his hand in his pocket and rummage around. And when he brings his hand out, he has the ring on. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know why they hey. did this before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shibboleth, looks good on you. I know, green, green is my color. I mean, these rings are pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, that's pretty. I love it. So, um, now that Ken has his ring on and he feels real good, do you guys continue into the clearing? This, you would have to cross the clearing to be able to get to this smoke in the air. 
At this sure. point, I feel like Shibboleth or Ken and I are on peyote. So, uh, <laughs> Greg, just just FYI, you, you might have to make a lot of decisions here. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't see any reason to stop now. It's not like we can take the rings off. I'm not chopping any fingers. And uh, it doesn't seem like anything bad is happening from the rings being on at the moment. Um, so there's no reason not to continue. Okay. So you walk into the clearing. Greg, are you going first? Um, yes. Okay. So you start walking into the clearing. We're going to pause you for just a second. Pat and Ken, you walk into the clearing and immediately fall to your knees. And in front of you, you both see a burning field. There's a rider on a steed that has armor all over it. And this, this rider is completely armored himself, like full plate, has horns that come out the top. And it looks at you with a burning gaze, and it has a spear. On the ground, in the field, there are... You can't tell how many dead people. Soldiers. Arrows coming out of them, burning. Some, uh, some are frozen to the ground. Some have melted. And the rider looks at you and points at spear. I'm going to pause you guys for a second. Greg, you noticed that both both Pat and Ken, both Shibboleth and Kevin, have fallen to the ground behind you. You hear the thump as they fall to the ground. Um, so I turn to them and ask them what's going on. You get closer to them and you can see that their eyes are rolled back in their head and they seem to be shaking. Um, can I touch one of them? Yeah trying to shake them out of it it doesn't have any effect I'm going to pause you for a second Pat and Ken what do you guys do is this, is this like a vision or is this is this like real this feels feel, real feel you can feel the you can feel the warmth of the fire um, you can you can smell blood on the air so is, is the, the rider on the horse pointing his spear at us in a very threatening way or is it just kind of like a like I'm pointing my finger at you, but it's a it's a big ass spear. He's acknowledging. You feel like he acknowledged you. Um, it's not really more of a threatening, but he acknowledged that you were there, that he could see you. Who are you? What 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 is this? He turns his horse and starts riding the other way towards the the other edge of the meadow. Try to fo- I try to follow. Okay. Can I get up and follow? So you can get up, but you feel like you're. You feel like you're walking through quicksand, so you're moving very slowly, and it's kind of, it kind of feels like it's pulling you into... You feel like you're being pulled underground. You guys try to do anything? Uh, I'm going to try to keep following, I guess. Am I, like, actually sinking into the ground? No. It just feels that way. It feels like you're drawn towards the ground, like gravity is overwhelming you. So, so d- d- tell me, are we? Am I still feeling the euphoria that the ring gave me, or is this sobered me up, or what's my state of mind right now? No, nope, this is this is all bad. The, the euphoria you felt is gone, and this is like the opposite of that. This is like the most crushing burden is now on your soul. Okay, um, I, so so I'm not in my no- normal frame of mind either. It's I've gone from one extreme to the other. Exactly. Okay, so I I, I would scream. I don't know if that's for real or just in, in the vision world, but I'd, I'd scream and I'd try to um, to chase the uh, 
the burning steed man as well. Okay. So, I'm going to put you on pause for a second. Greg, so you see Ken, still his eyes are kind of rolled back in his head, but Ken starts kind of like slowly crawling towards the other side of the meadow, and Pat screams, and he seems like he is like in real pain. Um, I am going to attempt to remove the ring from uh, Shibboleth. Okay. From Shibboleth? Or whoever's, whoever's screaming, I can't remember which one. That was Captain. That was Captain. Captain. Cap. Cap. I'm trying to remove the ring from Captain. Okay. okay. So, so, when you say remove the ring, do you mean cut off his uh, finger? <laughs> no, like, can I just grab it and try and pull it? Okay, so you grab, you try to pull the ring off, but again, it kind of feels like, kind of feels like his finger's too big for the ring, and it just does not budge. I'll put you on pause for a second. All right, Ken, Pat, go ahead and make a... What kind of roll do we want? Let me look at your character sheet real quick. By the way, Greg, don't forget I've got a, uh, a handy scroll hanging out of my pocket that uh, Neil gave me. Yeah, I remember Arcana, that, but I'm not sure... Can I use it? Uh, can you guys I, both I, I, do a Arcana save for me? Arcana. Okay, I have a... Yep. And we're going to say 10 is the difficulty here. All right. With my modifier, it's a 16, so... Okay. Yeah, I made it with a 16. Okay. So all of a sudden, you guys both snap out of your back in the meadow, and you see Greg standing kind of nearby looking very... Uh, Ready to cut off her hands. Yeah, he's got, to... <laughs> he's got a knife in hand. <laughs> and Greg, you can see that they're they're kind of they're back. You know, they their their eyes aren't rolled back in their head anymore. They're not shaking. Um, but all of a sudden, they're here. So uh, I'll leave you guys to how you want to talk about that. Uh, so what the fuck? So so at, at this point. Girl, um, am, am, are we returned to normal feelings? I mean, obviously we're shaken up, but we're we're in our own minds now. You feel really good now. Ah, dang. <laughs> How am I gonna guy with a horse and a spear and flames? Oh man, that was that was weird, huh? Like it was a a vision, maybe, maybe that was um, I don't know. I don't know what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, feel fine now. All right. <laughs> Greg, anything Greg, to add to that? Greg, Greg, do you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Besides, what can we do about it? I don't know. Do we need to leave the forest? Can we continue on? Can we try and cut your fingers off? Like, what? I'm ready. I don't I don't really want to cut my fingers off. I mean, it's not really doing that much. I mean, I was, I had like a, a spirit vision of some kind or something. I don't know. And then I feel really good now. So I don't, let's just keep going. Yeah, so uh, the concern I have is that if you have one of these visions and drop to your knees and go into a trance while we're in battle, then you're going to get hacked to pieces. And I can't. I, mean, to stop. I, I don't think I don't think we will. I think we'll know beforehand. Yeah, no, I, I I think we were just, it was like a daydream, you know? It was like, 
it was like this field, but it was on fire. There was a guy that was on fire, but I, I think it was. I, I, I think field. we're just. Yeah, we're just imagining. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go. We're we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was just a field. As long as we don't come across another one of these fields, we're fine. <laughs> Great. I'll I'll noted. I'll try to avoid fields. Uh, <laughs> So, so the question we were asking while we were in, in the trance state, um, the the scroll of dispel magic that Neil gave us that's that's something that anyone can use, right? Oh yeah, and Greg Greg especially could use it. So okay. I I I'll hand it to him and just say, hey man, if 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 you get worried, just uh, just use the scroll. It should uh should should take care of it. Okay. All right. So so you, you got the scroll. Yes. I have a scroll of dispelment. So you guys head towards the uh, the northeast end of this of this meadow that you came across. And again, it's a very nice meadow. You see deer out in the background. Um, they're kind of frolicking about. There's rabbits, birds. Um, and you kind of come across the edge of the meadow where there's a little bit of forest and then just beyond that and just beyond that is uh, where the smoke is coming from. Uh, another meadow, okay. No, not another uh, meadow, Ken. No, we're in the same. This is the same okay. meadow. You just okay. crossed. Big ass okay. meadow. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> meadow then, uh, soprano here. Let's just cross it then. Let's go. Let's uh, just smoke. Yep. Do well, it. You, well, you already well, you, cro- you already crossed it, and you're at the edge of it. So you're okay. at the ed- like the end of the meadow, and then there's a little bit of forest, and then you can just barely see through the trees where there's a fire, and uh, looks like some sort of encampment, but you're not really close to it at this point. Uh, can I sneak around the edge and kind of like sneak up to their camp? Yeah, you can definitely try to sneak up to it. That's fine. I'll do that. I'll signal. I'll signal to my compatriots. Uh, that's what I'm doing. So Ken yeah. holds up a sneaking single signal of some sort. Yeah. Like, you know, show, show like, me with your hands what that looks like. Like, like that. That's what it is. Sneaky. Sne- sneaky. Sneaky. Wow! 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 I think that's air walking. Yeah. Oh, Michael. Yeah, that would be pretty sneaky. They'd never see that coming. <laughs> All right, so uh, because you're on the periphery of this, Ken, I'm going to say that your initial sneaking roll is going to be a difficulty of a 10. Uh, I make it Okay. 11. So Shibleth... Um, he starts. He starts uh, sneaking towards the camp in some tall grass. Um, as you get a little bit closer to the camp, can I'd also like you to make a perception check? Difficulty. It's going to be a ten as well. Okay. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. So you can't see much of the camp right now, but you do know there are three guards that are patrolling the area. Um, that um, seem to be walking around the far perimeter of this camp. Uh, they are equipped with what seems like light armor, and also they have a crossbow with them, as well as a sword on their back. 
What kind of, like a, like a two-handed sword? Uh, no, you probably like a short sword or something. Like that. Um, is it that's that's all that's that's killing the perimeter are these three guards three guards yep you you do notice that there's a lot of activity in the camp though you see people walking around but you you really couldn't mentally track all of these people there there's too many okay as you get closer you notice there's just a lot Wait, uh what what kind of um what kind of gap do we have between these guards slash patrols then um, the camp itself. At your closest, the guard that's closest to you kind of passes as you wait within about five five to ten yards of you. Okay. Um, and they they seem to be keeping a pretty tight like perimeter around it, so it's all one circle for them. But every once in a while, they'll kind of poke around and check to see if something's in like the woods or not. So they're they're pretty they're pretty in tune that maybe someone might be coming. Okay. Um, in the camp, you see one large banner that has what looks like a sun it's kind of like a it's kind of like a half circle but then it has the waves of the sun coming off of it uh you would know this as the sigil of flames reach was it similar to the pendant in the the tavern yes yeah. <coughs> similar but not the same okay <coughs> Greg, Patty, it... what are you guys doing? You just hanging back? We're, we're, um, we're waiting for the the scouting report. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and report. Okay, as you go back, because these patrols are kind of keeping a tight watch, you need to make another stealth check. And uh, same difficulty, ten. Uh, twenty-two. Okay. So you make it no problem. Uh, Shibboleth walks back through the uh, or sneaks back through the long grass and is now next to you, um, Kevin and Theron. Uh, I have gone up to the camp and I've been able to see that they've got uh, three patrols. They seem to be lightly outfitted, uh, crossbow, short sword, light armor. Um, How camp, many people are in the camp? Uh, too many to count. Um, a good deal, couldn't track at all, but I do notice that they had a banner up that had the sigil flames reach on it. Did you see any of the uh, the missing contraband? Um, I would defer to the DM. Did I notice anything that would have been remotely close to that? From your vantage point, you didn't really see like um, like caravans or anything, or uh, anything that would bring a large amount of goods. But there is a building in the middle of the area that's pretty large. Okay. Looks like a like a hastily constructed building. Uh, I did not. You know, there's a building in in the center, but I did not get to see what it was or what was in it. Well, I think we need to find out what's in the building before we make a move. Well, we'll have to get around the the three patrols. Or fight the entire camp. <laughs> um. So you mentioned that it's the sigil of flames reach. What does that mean? Like, 
who is that? Do we know that who that is? Or that, that's maybe I missed town. that. We we know that's the town. Okay, so, um, but we don't think these are the mercenaries. Well, the mercenaries are the people that are being hired by Wirt to come find uh, this this stuff. You guys are basically like the scouting party. Yeah. Um, so the bandits that, or the assumed bandits that attack the the caravans and the supply train and everything like that, um, you, you don't really know anything about them at this point. You don't even really know if they're bandits. Fair enough. So I, I have a um, a level one spell uh, for speaking with animals that can be used to compel animals. Okay. Um, I'd like to try to cast this on a. a local critter like a, a squirrel or a chipmunk okay, okay. there are there's a lot of them so yeah go ahead. go ahead um so i'll speak with the animal and ask him to uh investigate the the building in the middle of the camp okay, okay. do you have yeah. to pass anything for this or do you just do it um i didn't write down anything i had to do with it but i can double check real quick okay just make sure I'm pretty sure you can just talk to them and then they can decide whether or not they want to do it for you. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just let me know if you have to um, roll anything for it. Greg, while he's checking that, do you want to do anything? I'm thinking. Um, there's not a whole lot I can do, really. There aren't any spells that I have prepared that would be useful in this case. Everything that I've prepared has been healing oriented. Um, uh, nope. It's uh, just a verbal spell. Now, when you cast this, are you casting this on one... Is this one particular animal, or does this allow you to talk to all animals? That is a good question. Um, knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations of monsters, including what, what they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. You can persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you. Okay, that says a beast. So if you're asking it to do something, that's probably specific to a single animal. So I'm going to say, because I like this more, um, that communing with animals opens your mind to the language of animals so you can then speak with them however when you cast this spell it's kind of like you're standing in the middle of a cafeteria now and you hear talking and speaking all around you because of how vivid this meadow is um, you're picking up on so many different conversations between animals now that and they all they're all talking in different languages like the squirrels talk their own language uh you hear birds talking as they go by and uh it kind of overwhelms you for a second but then you bring it back and again you're feeling really good about this but you know that every time you open up your mind to this animal speak depending on where you are you can hear all these conversations um i i try to single out a um a, a, a curious uh, chipmunk running by. Okay. The chipmunk, run, say, 
chipmunk hey. rumps up your leg and, and, and perches on your shoulder. Hello, hello, friend. I love that. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice day, huh? Oh, what a nice hey. day. Yeah, it's a great day. Do you have some nuts for me? Oh man, I, I got I got these nuts for you. But before I before I let you taste these nuts, I'm uh Ken don't make that face. Um uh, there's this, I mean I could've I could have been all like uh, <laughs> uh these uh these guys, this big encampment up here, um how long have they been there? Oh, just, just a couple days, just a couple days. Uh, I, I don't know, they they actually kicked me out of my home. I don't like them very much. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, I pick an acorn off the ground and hand it to him. Oh, thank you, I don't really like acorns, though. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so I, I got a... I can get you some, some real good uh, cashews or almonds or whatever you like. Oh, that would be uh, wonderful. Yeah, if if you could do me a quick favor, could you go into the uh, the big building in the middle of that camp and and just see what they have in there? Oh, of course. You said cashews. Uh, you like cashews? I love cashews. Oh man, I'll get you a big sack of cashews. That would be great. Okay, I'll go check on that building for you. So he scurries off, and uh, you can see that a couple of other chipmunks kind of like follow him into into the encampment and you can tell that they've they've talked and they head into the encampment and they all go in different directions and then you don't see him anymore and a couple minutes go by nothing really eventful and then finally they come back they all come back at once and the one that you talked to before let's call him chip uh he he's like okay so here's what we saw in, inside the big building there are a bunch of um uh, I think you guys call them caravans, and there are a whole bunch of people. And it looks like uh, it looks like they're they're selling the caravans to different people inside. A whole bunch of people with uh, lots of weapons and uh, a couple staffs, and uh, it looks like I, I don't know, just a whole bunch of people inside. There you go, Chip. You did awesome. I'm gonna what do something about that. Can I get some cashews? Because I really wanted you know some cashews. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't have them on me. What? But I'm going to go into town and get you a big bag of nuts. But I can For go you town. and your friends. Yeah, but you don't have any money, dude. You don't even have pockets. But, but I don't, let, I let don't me need money. I, I really wanted some cashews. Oh, um, I have some juniper. How do you like juniper, that huh? That kills me. <laughs> yeah, it's poisonous. <laughs> 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 just, just joking, Chip. I'm not trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this has been really dis this has been really disappointing. Um, I guess I'll go now. Yeah, no, hey, hang out. I'll I'll come back in a couple of days with a big bag of nuts. Don't don't worry, Chip. We're we're good. We cool, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Hey guys, guys. Hey, I, just <laughs> I, I just talked to the chipmunk. <laughs> uh. He said inside that big building that uh, that Shibboleth found, they have it's basically a market. They've got these big caravans in there. They're selling um, uh, them off to the highest bidders. They've got weapons. They've got staffs. It sounds like all of our missing contraband is in there. These are the guys. 
Can you guys make a perception check for me? Uh, difficulty is 10. Got an 11. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. And 14. Alright. So you guys notice that in the middle of this meadow, there are tracks that head towards this little encampment. And you see something kind of in the woods on the other side of the meadow, so from your east, I believe, if I'm... No, from your west, sorry. So from your west, there are there's something coming through the trees and just about to hit the meadow. So it's like it sounds like people are moving towards your direction. So we should probably get into the woods? You can get in um, the woods, otherwise the grass is very tall here. So I would, I will, yeah, plop down on my stomach. <laughs> okay. Same for everybody. Uh, I'm I'm gonna. Would my my roguish expertise tell me that is the best spot, considering where they're coming from, and assuming they're heading to the camp? Okay. okay. So would that is it? My expertise tell me that like, does the plop down here is the best, or should I? Uh, I mean, for your personal vision, plopping down is probably not the best. Okay. Um, then, what should I head toward the tree line? You're pretty close to the tree line already, so there are trees that are very close to you. Okay, I will head into the uh, the trees, the the tree line, and hide in the woods, I guess. Okay. okay. Pat. With... Um. You see, Greg yeah, plop down. down. Okay. Pat plops down. Ken's in the trees. Now, do you want to be up in the trees, or do you want to just be in the trees? Uh, I'm just gonna be in. Uh, I'll be. I'll be in the trees. Uh, no, I'll be. I'll just be hidden on the ground, not up in them. Not up in the trees. Okay. So, uh, you can hear a uh, sounds like a caravan rolling towards you, uh, Greg and Pat. Can you can kind of see this a little bit better? Um, what it is is. One man with a caravan with a horse pulling it towards this encampment. Um, the caravan is covered itself, but it's not like a huge, it's not like a huge wooden caravan. It's just a covered wagon, of sorts. And uh, he's rumbling towards the camp, and it's a little bit of an older guy. Um, he seems to not have too many cares, but he's kind of keeping an eye out. Um, he's just kind of kind of rolling towards the camp. So, is there a path? To get to the camp that the caravan could follow? Yes. Right. right I guess through, I'm, right right I'm envisioning this is a meadow with a bunch of woods, and the woods are between us and the camp. Yep. Um, is there a path that I'm yep. not aware of? Um, I, I actually mentioned it to you guys when you did your perception check. There is a path that goes directly through the meadow and a little bit to your north, and then it goes into the camp. So it kind of cuts through the woods. Okay. So are we? where are we positioned with reference to that path? Are we near it? You're like, close. is he gonna? Yeah, you're close to the path, so he's gonna kind of, he's gonna kind of like cross, cross, like to your left. Okay. And then he'll um, loop around. It looks like to uh, the woods. Okay. Do given our current position, do I think that the grass would be coverage enough from the path, or um, if not, I would like to like start crawling toward the woods, away from the noise. If I don't think that the grass is going to be tall enough to cover us, if he walks through the path, assuming I understand his trajectory correctly. Mm, 
I don't think nope. he would see you. Um, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't try. When you um, when when you start to be able to see him, Greg, because you don't really have a good line of sight on him in the grass, um, he's actually pretty close to you at that point. Uh, Ken Ken saw him a little bit before, and he's actually on the like the seat the seated position of the wagon, so he's kind of gotcha. like, he's up there, and you don't see anybody else with him. I will just be still as possible okay. as he goes by us. So he is going to he is going to roll against you to try to detect both you and Pat. Um, so as an elf, I have hiding okay. ability. Um, I don't know how to use those hiding abilities, but. <laughs> um, Just as I have hiding in light bulge. Um, okay, I'll just say that it. I'll, I'll say that gives him disadvantage on the roll. Okay. Um, for you, Pat, do you have anything like that? I don't think so. Okay. All right, we're gonna go ahead and roll for him. Let's see what we got. He got a five, so he doesn't detect you as he goes by. <laughs> but his horse stops and kind of stamps his feet a little bit and rears up just a little bit, and he's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on, girl? And it, it refuses to go any further, and you're, it's pretty close to you at this point. And it's kind of stamping its feet at you. Alright, I've got a plan. So he gets down he gets down off of his perch and walks towards the uh, walks towards the horse, trying to calm her down, but she's she keeps rearing up a little bit and it, it, he's trying to stay away from her because he doesn't want to get kicked. Can you do anything? Um I'm gonna watch for the time being, like as he's getting down. He's he's investigating. Which one do you stop? Towards Greg or no, Greg. Both Greg and Pat are pretty close together. Um, uh, and the horse got spooked, and now he's trying to calm the horse. Um, he has a uh, he has a sun sigil on his chest. Uh, the same sigil as what was uh, being flown over the camp. How far away is he? From you, he's well because you were on the line of the trees. He's not that far from you. Maybe uh, let's say twenty feet at most. Okay, let me check something out real quick. So, uh, what what I want to do is a uh, a quick uh, uh, shape shift. Use my my wild shape to turn into a uh, basically a level zero uh, form. Okay. For my order, um, so what I'll do is uh, just turn into a weasel <laughs> and and jump up and uh, uh, so that the um, the man sees me and then run in front of the horse. You're going to jump in front of the horse. Yes. Okay. I, I want him to see me so that he thinks that's the reason that his horse stopped. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. 
So you turn into a weasel, and you look very weaselly, and you jump, you, you walk in front of the, and then you jump up, like, hey, I'm a weasel. And, uh, and the man looks at you like, what the fuck? And then you, I assume you scurry back into the grass? I, I scurry across the path. Right, oh, so you can go across the path, jump, hey, and then go into the path? Yeah. Okay, so you go back in the grass, and the guy's like, what was that? And the, the horse is now more spooked, um, and it starts bucking around. And the man, the man ends up uh, <coughs> going back to his perch and just like he—he's not on it, but he's just kind of standing there waiting for the horse to calm down. Well, while this is happening, um, I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Okay. And I am going to tug at the. How far away is the horse? Twenty feet. Okay, I can definitely do this. I'm going to tug at the horse's reins to get Spookum into a random direction. Can, uh, away from Pat and Greg. Is Mage Hand invisible? It's a spectral floating hand. Okay, so he would be able to see this. <laughs> um, is there a spot in the... Is it? Would there be a, a point at the horse's reins that I could grab? With the spectral hand, it's just a spectral floating hand. I mean, so it's like transparent, but it's not invisible. Because he's he's got a so, he's got a spooked horse. Like I would grab up by the bridle and try to tug the horse. So he's watching the horse. Okay. Oh, okay. So to get, he's just waiting for it to calm down. So if you if you were to have a little spectral hand, like tug at the bridle, my assumption is he can probably see that. Um. Maybe not though. I, I think you could probably position it so that at least initially he would not see it. That's, that was my that was my goal, so I could tug at the bridle okay. so the horse would like be tempted to move somewhere. And it, and the mage hand, if I rem- or whatever it is, basically has the same like strength as you yourself, right? Uh no, I cannot. Um, I well, it can't carry more than ten pounds. So I don't know if the hand itself can do. I mean, I can't carry anything more than ten pounds. So I could put like a ten pound pole on the bridle. I don't think this is gonna do it, because this is a big horse, and it's already kind of bucking and going a little crazy. So, okay. Um, I like the idea, uh, but I don't think you're gonna be able to like pull it under control. Is what I think you're trying to do, right? Then I will unhook. Yeah, that's what I was gonna show you. Then I'll unhook the horse from the from the. The yoke from underneath the wagon. Oh, without okay. him knowing. Okay. So uh, you do that, and the horse bolts, and it bolts towards the camp. Misdirection. <laughs> the the man starts running after the horse. He goes whoa um, whoa whoa. How far away from the wagon are they? Um, so the horse is very quickly far away from the ra- wagon. Uh, okay. The man, the man who was shocked by what he saw, trips and falls into the grass, and uh, he kind of stays down there for a second. So it looks like he might be hurt. And you don't see him. You can hear him going, "Oh." Um, I'm gonna kill him. Hold on, before I do that. Yeah, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Alright, so Shibboleth emerges from the woods, 
Um, backstab him. A quick, clean well, kill. You still got about twenty feet between I, you and him, so you're gonna you're gonna cross you're gonna cross path and Greg before you get to the man. So oh. um, now, obviously, you haven't announced what you're doing, but you you start heading towards him kind of stealthily. Pat, Greg, you guys, uh, what do you guys want to do? You you saw the horse bolt, and you saw the man start running after him, and he f fell basically in like a hole or a ditch or something, and uh, you can tell that he's hurt. You can hear him that you can hear him. He's in pain. <coughs> I'm uh, so uh, um, carefree right now. I'm going to go up to him still as a weasel. I <laughs> uh, haven't even realized I haven't shifted back yet. And uh, go go up to him, look at him, and go, whoa. So he's he's in pain, and he, you can tell that he's he probably has broken his leg because you can see his bone in his leg um, sticking out from his left leg. And there's a little ditch that it looks like it was like a like a foxhole or something that he fell into, and uh, he really fucked himself up bad. Um, so he's in a lot of pain. He looks over at you, and he stops moaning for just a moment, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm dead. Oh no, I'm dead. No." And uh, he he keeps being in pain. He's trying to trying to pull himself to some sort of standing position now. Are you st are you still like hanging out next to him? Is that what's going on? Yeah. All right. Um, what he he speaks to you, uh, little uh, woodland forest creature. Can you please some go to, get someone to help me, please? <coughs> can I can I talk when I'm in this this form? You're gonna have to tell me that. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> My guess is yes, if it's just a shapeshift. Let's say yeah. Um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't say, then we're gonna say yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything that says otherwise. Okay. Um, so I, I, I say, uh, sure. Who, who are you? What are you doing? Tell them that. Tell them that Cain fell and broke his leg, and that he needs help badly on the outside of camp. Cain. Yeah, Cain. Deckard Kane? No. Candy Kane? <laughs> Dean Kane? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dean Kane? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, Kane fell. Who's 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 gonna care? My friends. My friends in the camp. Please, please help me. Oh, I'm in so much pain. Oh. Oh, they look scary. Those are are those are those guys friendly? Greg, are you doing anything at this point? So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, let I... him talk to the weasel. <laughs> I'm still going up to kill him. I don't I don't know what you guys. Are. I'm gonna I'm gonna still, like quickly cleanly kill him. Um. So. Oh, Stabby. Stab. Right. <laughs> I understand the 
So am I the only guy just laying on the ground doing nothing right now? Like one guy's trying to kill him and the weasel's talking to him? Is that what's happening? <laughs> you, you, can, you can hear him in pain and you can hear Pat talking to him in weasel form. <laughs> okay. Um, I will crawl in their direction. Okay. <clears throat> Ken, you're, you're coming up on where he's laying down and you can see Pat as a weasel is talking to him and kind of patronizing him a little bit. Um... <laughs> So you're there. Do you wanna still wanna stab him? Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a clean a clean execution though. Okay. I wanna not like damage his clothing or anything or get blood on it. Okay. So Ken comes up behind him. Uh, go ahead and roll for it. Wait, wait. I, I see Ken doing this. What, what when do I see Ken coming, or Shibboleth coming? Well, he's he's being stealthy because he's trying to do a backstab. So Ken, go ahead and roll um, a stealth check. What's the difficulty? <clears throat> difficulty is going to be 15. Okay, well, I got a 23. Okay. Um, so he definitely doesn't see you coming. Pat, go ahead and do a perception check with disadvantage. And it's uh, difficulty 15. That means I, I rolled twice, right? Yep, roll twice, and you take the least of the two. Nineteen. Okay. Okay. What what was the other one you got? Twenty-three. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So the guy doesn't the guy doesn't see you coming, Shibboleth. But uh, Pat, as a weasel, you can see him sneaking around the back. Is it is it clear that he's coming to kill him, or he's do I his, think he just he's got he's his sneaky. knife he's got his knife out and he's being very sneaky? You're pretty sure that he's about to stabby stabby. Uh. Has he answered my question yet about if the the guys at the camp are good? Uh, did you actually yeah. ask him that question, or did you say they were bad? I I, I said that they look scarier. Are you saying they're they're good guys? Oh, and then, he hasn't, he and, hasn't uh, answered. He's he's just moaning in pain right now. Oh man, answer all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Says I can't really answer questions. I'm in a lot of pain right now, little weasel. Um. So while he's talking to me, I. I Notice out of the corner of my eye, um, Shibboleth sneaking around in the back with a knife, and I go, "Shib, wait, no." Okay, that's that's all I do. That's all you do. The guy, I, I don't, I the don't... guy looks around wide-eyed for a second, but he still doesn't see him coming. Dang, he's blind. <laughs> I pause. All right, got yourself a little Mexican standoff here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you said you pause. I, I pause because you told me to wait. All right, I I I jump up on your shoulder with my cute weasel self, and I whisper into your ear. I think he knows stuff. <laughs> so he does. He does follow. He does follow you as you jump onto Chibleth, and all of a sudden he does see both of you together. Um, Ken with his knife out, looking like he's about to stab him, and a uh, little weasel on his ear saying, "I think he knows stuff." Um, I whispered it. He can't hear that. <laughs> He's you're really you're really close to him. He says, "Please don't kill me. Please do not kill me. I I have a wife and kids." Right, at this point, I think since obviously uh, we are not hiding anymore, I am going to <laughs> there. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to like stand up and walk there or run there as quickly as I can. I know I was pretty close anyway, You're but pretty close, yeah. obviously we're not trying to hide. So, 
So Greg nonchalantly stands up and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and me. <laughs> so now you guys are now you guys are basically surrounding this broken man on the ground. Now now nice. to interrogate. What what what's going on in that camp right there? What? You... What's going on in the in the camp that you were taking the wagon to? This is an auction. For what? For goods and services. Where did it come from? Well, these are my wares. I take them from my town, and we come here. Auction has always been here? Oh, not always. In fact, it's very rarely here. It moves around in the forest. Hmm. Does a, many people contribute to this auction? Oh, yes. People come from many different towns to, uh, to be a part of this auction. Um, if you'd like to talk to my supervisor, I can definitely introduce you to him. But I would like to really, I'd really like to take care of my leg, though. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, I would like to um, use cure wounds on him. Okay. Does that mend bone, do you know? Now, let's say it does. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really know if uh, D&D separated hit points from bones, broken fingers and bones and... <laughs> stuff like that let's, so let's say it's all the same because i guess that kind of makes sense all right so all right. you cast uh cure wounds on him and his leg magically mends and you can see a hideous scar where his bone was popping out of his skin he says oh thank you kind cleric what is your name sir uh my name is theron uh theron well thank you very much and you make company with a weasel and a backstabber <laughs> Well, I like to call them my friends, but, uh, yes. Oh, well, thankfully you got to me and not the backstabber eyes you can. I smile. <laughs> An evil smile. And then I, so, I, tug, I tug at the back of his shirt with my uh, mage hand. You can't see it. It's like, is there another one of you? What, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, I say, who are you calling a weasel? Well, you, weasel. What? Oh, this is embarrassing. I turn back into a dude. And I crush Ken's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you actually yeah. turn into a dude while you're on Ken's shoulder? Uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> okay. The, the rings make me kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you tumble off well, of Ken into the ground. <laughs> You can make a roll to see if you catch yourself in midair. If I catch myself? Yeah, you fall off him. I can handle a fall. I'm not like an 80-year-old. <clears throat> All right. Roll a 24. I mean, how tall is Shibboleth? Are you like 12 feet tall? Uh, I'm probably like uh, five-something. I'm Dark Elf, so. Uh, I mean, am I gonna am I going to take damage if I don't try to catch myself? Um, there's a... There's a roll you could make that you'd take a lot of damage right. on. Go ahead and roll a 20 for me. Ah, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just goofing off here. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. You're the one who put this care for your ring on me. <laughs> All right, I rolled a, an 18. So you're fine. All right. Uh, so I, I catch myself as I, as I fall off of Ken's shoulder. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm uh, not feeling quite myself. Please take me to my supervisor. His name is... Uh... 
Avaro. Why not? Avaro? Yep. He runs the camp. He's been waiting for me. This is a this is an important supply drop that I've been that I've been needing to make, and I'm actually behind. And now my horse is gone. Uh, Where did you get these resources? Where, what? Where did you get this stuff? I, I brought it from Flames Reach. From my home. This is where the auction is. So all the caravans that are in there are just people like you? No, I can't speak for every caravan. I can speak for my caravan. So you said your supervisor, uh, he runs the auction? Yes, his name Avaro? is Avaro. Uh, I think we'd be interested in talking to him. Let's 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 go meet him. Okay. Great. Could, could, could you give us an introduction? Uh, absolutely. Um, but we do need to find a way to bring my caravan with us. Otherwise, they won't even let us in. Um, Surely we can get some from the camp to come out here and help us, right? There have to be other horses in there that we could hook up. Well, the rules for me are pretty strict. I, I need to show up with my caravan, otherwise I, I I at least get flogged and I might get killed, because this isn't the first time that I've been late. Uh, well, a weasel's not the only animal I can turn into. <laughs> <laughs> at level two, I can still, uh, I can be a riding horse or a draft horse. Oh, oh there we go. Some pony play. <laughs> so do, are you going to do that then, or are you just telling me what you can do? <laughs> I'm telling him what I can do. <laughs> so I can be a horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, if you can turn into a horse, please do so, because we need to bring this in quickly. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. All right. So Cavan uh, turns into a horse, and... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Kane stumbles to his feet and hooks up the reins to Cavan, and you guys are on the way. Hey. So which way? Um, where are you in in the in relation to how this is set up the caravan? So do you guys want to sit in the actual like covered wagon part, or do you want to sit up front with Kane, or one or the other? How do you want to do that? I'll sit in the back. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I think I'll sit up front. I'll sit with, uh, with King. Okay. So you guys make your approach to the, your approach to the camp, and you see in the path, there is a kind of like a little guard outpost almost, and they stop the, the caravan as you get close. Halt there, halt! And Kane says, "It is I, Kane. Uh, let Avaro know that I'm here, and tell him that I'm bringing the caravan directly to the auction." And uh, the guy says, "Who are? Who is your friend?" And Kane kind of looks a little bit spooked by this question, but he says, uh, "This man helped me. He, I broke my leg as as my horse bolted earlier, and um, he he saved my life. Uh, he he's with me." And uh, the guard says, "Did you have two horses then?" Kane's like, "Well, uh, no. Just as luck has it, this horse was wandering nearby, and we we hitched it up. So, um, will you let me through or not? Avaro is going to have my head if I'm not there quickly." 
and uh, the guard gives Kane a, a very stern look, and then looks at and looks at uh, you, Greg. You there? What is your name? Uh, my name is Theron. Theron, what, sir? Um, <laughs> Elmwind. And where do you where hail do you... from? Um, DM. Where do I hail from? Where do you hail from? <laughs> I don't know. Word? Probably word. Word. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't um, know. What's your backstory? Are, are there other? Um, are there other towns nearby that aren't worked that um that we know about? Um, I would like to say that I'm from somewhere else other than where I'm actually from. Okay. But, uh, closest uh, close town, town is Flames Reach. Uh, uh, town to the south is uh, Fish Cove. I will say I'm from Fish Cove. Fish Cove. And he is going to try to detect your bluff. <clears throat> he says, Sir, please stand down from the caravan. Ah, uh, crap. <laughs> okay. So I uh, hop down. Yep. He uh, yeah. puts both of your hands behind your back as he gets close, or tries to, unless you want to do something about that. Um, I will resist. Say, what are you doing? Uh, he unseizes the sword, and his partner that's across the way takes out his crossbow and aims it at you. Sir, sure. follow me, and you will do so passively. Why? What do you want from me? They don't say anything. I will give you the count of three. So, are, we're at a guard post. There's two people at least. Are there a lot of other people around? Or is this before we actually get into the camp? This is pretty close to the camp, so other people can see you from here. Okay. Um, but the two guards are the only two that are imminently close to you. Okay. Um, I'll say I will go with you, but you're not going to bomb my hands. Fine. Fine. So the guy stands behind you, and he has a sword. He has a sword, like, close to you. And the other guy with the crossbow stands um, about ten paces away. And he, he okay. also walks behind you with the crossbow on you. Okay. I will walk with them. All right. Kane, you're free to go. No more shenanigans. And Kane tips his cap. He says, "Please be, please be merciful on him. He he does not know our ways." So you guys, um, I'm gonna put pause on you for for a second there, Greg. Pat, you uh, you strut like a horse into uh, <laughs> into this camp, and uh, you can you can tell where you need to go. It's there's a very like beaten path here. Um, but again, you get up to the actual structure itself, and it does look like it's hastily built. Like, it's just like people built it overnight, it almost looks like, um, to you. And there's a big doorway that opens as you get close. That's opened by uh, a couple of, like, hands. Like, not like hand hands, but like people that are working. Uh, they open up the doorway, and uh, there's a spot where you can, like, pull the wagon through, and then you're outside uh, as a horse still, of course. And then the uh, caravan is on the inside, kind of in a little stall. 
<coughs> and when you get inside, you can see there's a whole bunch of different caravans there. There's a lot of people selling wares. And uh, on the far end of this area, there's like a, a big circle where uh, there's a caravan going around in the circle and people are uh, auctioning it off. Now, as we're looking around, um, or just entering this, this kind of open area, um, is, do we have any information that would allow us to identify um, one caravan over another? Um, basically, any way that we'd be able to detect if this was a shipment meant for the merchants back in work? Uh, yeah, logo of, brands. Yeah, a couple yeah. of these caravans have th those very things. Uh, you know, brands, logos painted on the side. Um, some have signs on the top. Some have like a weird exotic paraphernalia that just identify it as, you know, caravan. Like there's one that has a big tooth on it that looks like it's wobbling back and forth um, mm. as people move it. You know, kind of like obviously you think there's like dental supplies in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it it looks like. Some people have stolen caravans are here. Um, it it would be reasonable to reach that conclusion. Would it? Yeah. That's 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 what I'm trying to perceive here. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want me to to roll to to see if I can make that conclusion? Well, I want you to tell me what you're basing it on. Oh, I, I, I'm seeing logos um, that are specific to what go to our merchants. Uh, I know that those caravans are missing. So, and the question there's a limited is, supply of those. The question is, do you see caravans that are being sold here that have the specific markings of the people from the town of Wirt is basically what you're trying to find out, right? Yes. Okay, so for that, it doesn't seem like you can make that connection. Because most of these caravans that are in here have people that are near them that are, like, showing people these caravans. They're showing them their wares. So you could reasonably you could reasonably make the assumption that these people are selling their wares from these caravans. And what what's happening in this auction is they're selling all their wares at once, kind of like a, kind of like a fantasy Costco of some sort. Where you buy it in bulk. Okay, so I, I, I really can't come to any conclusion one way or the other. Not based on what you've seen so far. I'm suspicious, but okay. Um, so we we go into this area, and you said it's pretty clear where I need to go as as the um, horse pulling this, <laughs> the wares here. Um, have we unhitched it? Um, well, now you're in a like a little stable where you're, where someone comes over and hitches you up to a post, and then the caravan is removed from your back. I stare at uh, um, Kane while while I'm being hitched to the post. He uh, and, and narrow my horse eyes. He he kind of strokes your mane and patches. You, says, good boy, good boy, good boy. Uh, Weirdo. And he walks. He walks towards the back, towards the caravan, so he can start setting things up to display his wares. Okay, is this near me now, or am I like with other horses? No, it's still pretty close to you. you the actual like uh, post 
for this caravan is like out in front of an overhang and now you're kind of outside but behind you is still the caravan is still pretty close to you okay is, is there anyone around is this a busy area or is it kind of just just us setting up right now it's extremely busy so it would alarm people if I if I talked to Kane or if you or, changed into a person if I did either of those yeah <laughs> or you know would it be weird if I went and unhitched him and then led led his character around like a a non busy area? Well, do you get out yeah. of the back of the uh, caravan? Um, yeah, you kind of snuck in now. I know. Is King? Is Kane? Is Kane right there? Yeah, he comes to the back. He he makes a motion to you that you can come out. Okay, so then I come out. All right. Um, and then I look around. Is there is there a good spot to unhook, unhitch Pat and take him somewhere? Well, you can go up to Pat just fine, and there's no one like really like watching you intently. Um, but you see a large man with uh, with a huge ponytail off the top of his head uh, that kind of fades backward. Um, he has kind of like war gear on, so he looks like the captain of the guard. Um, but Kane addresses him as Alvaro as he comes close. You can see him walking closer, and he's got a couple guards in tow with him. Okay, then I will not do anything yet. <laughs> so you're kind of out of the way, but you can see Alvaro get closer to Kane. You can just kind of hear him over the din of the people that are talking in the auction that's going on. He says, Kane, where have you been, you son of a whore? Kane looks at him and says, Alvaro, please... I, I hurt myself and Alvaro smacks him with the back of his with the back of his gauntlet and Kane goes flying um, into the mud at where people are walking and you can tell that he's very hurt at this point. He says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pick this one up," says Alvaro, and uh, the two guards pick him up and take him, drag him off. Alvaro, Alvaro starts like um, looking at the caravan. Like, he starts to uh, go through it. So he's starting at the back, but he's working his way towards the front. <clears throat> and again, there's a lot of people between you and him, but you can tell he's coming in your direction. Um, I tried to... Uh... Oh, I hadn't gotten out of the caravan yet? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. I tried to look inconspicuous and not in his line of sight. Okay. So you're kind of near Pat right now? Yeah. Um... And he, he checks the caravan, he looks around it, he kind of brushes past you, and then uh, he walks off in a huff. Okay. What was what was the caravan full of? Did I notice when I was in there? Uh, when you were in there, you saw that you, there was a lot of linens, um, it, things with different de decorations on them, like um, uh, kind of like artistic things that would be sold from this caravan. Okay. Kind of like a Etsy caravan. Oh, an Etsy caravan. <laughs> and I will, uh, if, if there's nobody distinctly around, I will try to discreetly unhook Pat and take him around to where there's not as many prying eyes to let him change back. Okay. So you unhitch Pat with no real issue. Um, again, there's so many people here that they're all kind of focused on their own thing. Um, so you unhitch Pat, you start walking him towards uh, the woods, I assume? I guess if that's where the leaf prying eyes. Well, we want to stay in the uh, the base camp. Yeah. 
but we don't want to like. I mean, I'll just like take them to like behind a building where there would be not like, many like that... yeah, behind the Porta Johns or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Porta Pop. Okay, I'm getting a weird call from Illinois. That's weird. Probably Comcast. Yeah. Probably. East Moline, Illinois. Okay, so uh, you guys do find a spot behind behind the building that's, that's inconspicuous enough that uh, you could shift, you could change back, Pat, if you wanted to. Um, I'm kind of wondering if I should stay as a horse just to be able to to be a fly on the wall. I can hear things. <laughs> then again, I might be stuck all night. All right. When you think, think, while you think about this, I'll give you a moment. Uh, I want to shift back to Greg. So, Greg, you're led towards kind of the the same center building, the central building, and uh, as you get there, you can see two guards bringing Kane inside. He looks like he has a big raspberry on the side of his head, um, and he's barely conscious. You can tell. Um, And you're led in behind him into a small, almost like jail area, where there's a couple of holding cells. Again, hastily constructed, but there's enough guards watching this area that it would be hard to escape. Okay. Um, and uh, you're sat down in a chair, and a man with heavy armor on, with a ponytail off the top of his head, uh, sits sits down on the opposite side of you. And uh, he eyes you for what feels like a long time. Is there anything that you want to say to him? I just want to why am I being held here? Would you tell me what you're doing here, Theron Elmond? Well, I hadn't intended on actually coming here, but I came across the man who was hurt, who looked like he had fell off his horse or fell down and hurt his leg. Um, and so I healed him, and he uh, he asked me if I wanted to come in. Come a, waste, in. a waste of a spell, if you ask me. Uh, that man... <laughs> That man is a lazy, good-for-nothing wart on our society in Flames Reach. And if he wasn't my cousin's cousin, I wouldn't have anything to do with him. Well, now, would you it's in tell my nature me, to want to help people. Would and you tell me, Theron, you. if you want to help people so much, why would you lie to one of my guards about where you're from? Well, he asked me where I'm from. I'm from a lot of places. I'm a uh... A wood elf so I come from the woods and I don't really stay in one place very long he asked me where I was from and I said the last place I was and uh, and that was um, in Fish Cove and uh, so that's not technically correct I am I didn't wasn't born in Fish Cove um, but I didn't lie to him when so was the last actually... when was the last time you were in Fish Cove I don't know. I've been wandering for a while now, so maybe a couple weeks. All right. Well, you're definitely not from Flames Reach. I can tell you that. Yeah. But this particular I... this particular guard knows, for the most part, when people are lying to him. This is one of the things that we instill in our guards in training. Um, unfortunately for you, he knew that you were lying. Now the question is, where are you actually hailing from? I know all about you people. You are transient. 
you know, you come from different places, but that doesn't tell me the whole story. What I want to know is why you're here. So tell me, why are you here? I was just traveling, and like I said, I ran into your cousin's cousin, and he needed help. So that's why I'm here here, and I don't know, really know why I'm sitting here. It's because your guards made me come in here and sit down, but I would have happily been along my way. But I was intrigued by your camp, and uh, from Kane, he said that you guys are selling things, and me being a wanderer, I would be interested in seeing what you guys have for sale. But you have to be a part of the Merchant Guild to be a part of this auction. And as a wanderer, you know not to wander off the beaten path. At least that's something that most common sense would tell someone. Otherwise, you would die in these parts. You know that. Again, you're lying to me. But as a wanderer, I want to see these things, right? And why do what do I need to do special to, to purchase some of these things here? You have to be a part of and the Merchant's what... Guild. Again, you're not a part of the Merchant's Guild. Otherwise, you have already given me your certification as part of the Guild. I already know that. That's our. That's the rules of the Merchant Guild. And you know that. I don't know anything about the Merchant's Guild, so at least I don't think my character would. But so, how does it work? You guys just bring goods together and and buy them in bulk and then sell them. Like, how does how does this type of organization work? You will be given a day pass to stay here. You will not be finding you of any sort what I would ask is that while you're here you don't create problems for others and that you simply watch and see if this is something that you would want to do you will see the whole aspect of what the merchant guild does I will tell you that if you're brought back here again you won't be leaving here again fair enough. I make myself clear sounds fair now, you will be assigned a guard that will be staying with you while you walk around. Any questions that you have can be directed to him or the merchants themselves. Again, don't make trouble for these people. They're trying to make a living wage. Sounds reasonable. Now, get out of my sight. And he stands up. Okay. Uh, which guard is assigned to me? Uh, you walk <clears throat> You walk out, and there's a guard that follows you, so you can tell that he's, like, your guard. <laughs> he's your guy. Okay. All right, so I will hey, ask can, the guard, what's the, what's the guys, best Can we take a, a quick break out? here? Yeah, sure. Well, if we take a break, I'm going to have to call because I'm going to I'm gonna have to get out here pretty soon. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's do something here because there is something that's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> first thing, though, Pat, tell me, if, uh, tell me if you change back from a horse to a human. Or not a human, ah, to crap. a dude. Um, I, I think I will change. Okay. So Pat changes back. Greg, as you walk outside, you can start to see that the auction is <clears throat> is very alive, and there's a lot of people here. Um, I'm gonna be right right back. My uh, oh, that's, family that's just... I gotta I gotta like go soon though. You guys still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Pat's frozen. Do you see Pat? He's frozen on mine. Okay. okay. He must be frozen either way. Um, um, <clears throat> so we can kind of catch him up in a second. So as you walk out there, Greg, 
what ends up happening is you see kind of across the meadow from from the position that you're in you can see across the meadow that you came in there is what looks like almost a standing army on the other side of it um but these army this army has many different sigils and many different types of armor and ken you can also make this out as well as pat um that there is there's a force on the other side of the meadow that's marching upon this encampment. And uh, you can see people start to take notice as they get closer. And they start to scatter a little bit. These people with their caravans start to hitch up horses and they start taking off uh, would be towards the northwest, trying to avoid this, what looks like mercenaries come across the meadow. <laughs> and estimates would put it between 50 and 100. <laughs> so, what would you guys like to do? So, all of the merchants are trying to leave? Some of them are trying to leave. Some of them are like getting their stuff together, and the ones on the like opposite side of the building haven't really noticed yet. But they've noticed there's a commotion, so they're coming to check. Um, I would probably my um my character would probably try to stay out of the way. Um, but also eavesdrop in on the action. Okay. Okay. What about you, Greg? Um. I think I will um, so what does the my guard do? Does he notice that there's this group of 100 people armed coming at him? And yeah, your, your guard takes notice of it and he says we need to get out of here. Okay. Um, so I will tell him that he should probably go tell um what was his name? Avaro. Avalon. Avaro. Avaro. Yep. Um, I I will tell him that uh, I think you should go get Avaro and let him know what's going on. Okay. He says yes. That's yeah. fine. Okay. And he runs back into the into the guard area. Okay. Um, so said so he left me alone. I would like to try and go find Pat and well, which one's the horse? I probably wouldn't know this if he's. <laughs> Yeah, you can go look for him if you want to look for him. Yeah, and I'll go try and look for him. Okay. Um, as you get to Ken, who's kind of close to the building, you find him, um, as well as Pat. The the mercenaries kind of crest the the edge of this like uh, merchants guild camp, and uh, they have their swords drawn and they start hacking at people, and you can tell that uh, this was very surprising because. They didn't listen to anybody talking to them or anything. You didn't see anybody. You didn't see an envoy come out to them at all. They just make it to the camp and they're they're slaughtering people and they're going through and like they're fighting, like they're taking people down. Well, we can't exactly take on a hundred people. Um, is there a is there an obvious leader? No. This is this seems to be a ragtag group of killers. Mm-hmm. 
So the question is, do you want to vacate the area or what do you want to do? Uh, I vacate. Yeah, I think running for the woods is probably the smartest thing to do. Okay. So they're coming from the west, right? Yeah, they're coming camp. from the west. So you have you have a little bit of an avenue to the northwest around the mountain um, <clears throat> that you can you can head, and that's actually the direction that most of the people are running is to the northwest. So you're in a you're in a group of people heading out of this merchant's guild, heading towards the northwest. Okay. Uh, is there a path south or southwest that isn't with the big group of people? Um, to go there from where you are, you would be you would be going through the mercenaries. Okay. I will go away from the mercenaries. Okay. So you guys head to the north, the north kind of westest area with the with the uh, people that are fleeing this area. Um, behind you, you can see fires are being set, and you can see people dying. And uh, and you're you're lucky that you were able to get away. You can you feel that way, except for Ken and Pat, who feel great about this. <laughs> so this is as good a place as any to to end the recording.